CBHDD is reminding people that the Georgia Crisis and Access Line can help those worried about opioid and stimulant misuse. The toll-free number is online and is active 24-7. More information at opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the new Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023. I'm Peter Biello. Coming up on today's episode, a big hospital merger is in the works for Augusta. A sophomore from Georgia Tech won big on Wheel of Fortune. And we'll continue our look back at our newsroom's most popular stories of the past year. Today, we'll hear how TikTok is putting a spotlight on Forsyth Park in Savannah. These stories and more are coming up on Georgia Today. Augusta University Health System says it has signed a letter of intent to join Marietta-based nonprofit Wellstar Health System. In a release, the university says aspects of the proposed partnership are still being worked out. Spokespersons could not answer key questions, including how much Wellstar might pay to take over the system's hospitals. The Board of Regents, which oversees Georgia's 26 public colleges and universities, would have to approve any final agreement. A review also would be required by Georgia Attorney General Chris Carr and is subject to a public hearing. The Federal Trade Commission also reviews hospital mergers. Quincy Howard is a sophomore from Georgia Tech, and he recently won big on Wheel of Fortune. GPB's Leah Fleming sat down with the Dublin native to talk about his experience. Now, I am a fan of Wheel of Fortune. This is the classic TV show, the game show that's seen in the evenings. Now, recently there was a winner from Georgia. Dublin native and Georgia Tech sophomore Quincy Howard won Wheel of Fortune during the the game show's College Week series. He quickly solved puzzles like alphabetical order of French fries before going into the bonus round with $35,000. He quickly solved his bonus round puzzle. The category, 10 seconds, good luck. Kids at play. That is it. Curious about this at all? Yeah. Would you like a Mini Cooper? <laughs> Host Pat Sajak then revealed the prize, and it was, drumroll, a Mini Cooper, which brung Howard's total winnings to $69,000. Quincy Howard is in the studio right now. Hey, Quincy. Hey. So, first of all, let's talk about that moment, that moment. What was it like for you to experience it? I guess like from start to finish, I applied like pretty much early January. So um, from there, I'll just, you know, was actually watching the college week episode and I just figured like, you know, let's give this a shot. I've been watching this for a really long time, like had the game like on my little 3DS as a child and things like that. So I just figured it would be fun to apply, you know, take the chance. And from there, I applied. And then in the summer, they um, reached back out to me and I was like, wow, like they actually you know, emailed me back, and then I had to do a virtual audition. So I did the virtual audition, and then about two weeks from there is when I got the call to be a contestant. And it was, like, kind of right around school time starting. So I was like, okay, I got to make sure I'm practicing and, like, you know, ready to go. (laughs) And then eventually I got there, and I just got the experience and talked to other college students, which was pretty fun. And then next thing you know, I was winning a car and... (laughs) And solving puzzles, so. Very cool. So uh, as you and I were talking about a little bit a while ago, when you are um, actually doing it at home, 
you know, for those of us who are like fans of it, who enjoy it, we're watching along and we're solving the puzzle before, you know, the contestant does, we think. Um, it's very different than being in the studio doing it, isn't it? It definitely is. Just like the atmosphere itself puts you in a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was saying, um, cue cards and just like seeing Pat Sajak like get ready to, you know, make sure he speaks and everything goes well and just seeing like the cameras, the lights, like all those things are a big influence, but as long as you keep your mind like on the puzzle board, mm-hmm. it's not that big of a difference. Yeah. You are uh, an industrial engineering student mm-hmm. at, at Georgia Tech. And I'm wondering, did that help you at all as you were preparing for this? Yes, I would say that also helped me. Um, Just being a Georgia Tech student in general helped me knowing how to balance. And, you know, as far as from the actual industrial engineering standpoint, we work a lot with, like, data and numbers. So I did, like, kind of do my research on, like, you know, what letters are the best to choose on the board, like, even for, like, the bonus round, and then knowing, like, little statistical facts like you know there's a 15 percent chance on the wheel that you can lose your turn and things like that like that kind of helped me to make um decisions with the wheel and like just making sure i made good decisions calling my letters and then spinning uh calling your letters so when you are calling your letters you're not just winging it you're trying to really you know Get a feel. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Because I'm wondering, what is that like? Because at home, you know, on the couch with a bowl of popcorn, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, I'll throw out this letter. <laughs> yeah. So they do um, They do also give you like a board like on the side that you don't see on the um, screen, obviously, that has like the letters. So you just like know what's going on, know what's called. So um, you can kind of use that for reference. And then just knowing like I said the popular letters, like the R, S, T, L, and E, um, those are the most popular letters. And then just seeing, like, small um, parts of words, like, and knowing, like, okay, if this is a T and this is a three-letter word, like, that's probably D. And then you call, like, the H and then, like, just go from there and hope that you have more letters from a letter that you call that you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So there is a method to this. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so that's that's kind of how I kind of broke it down to myself. And I, I tried to go from there. And that really, I think, I don't think I called like one wrong letter. So like that method really helped me in the end as far as just like not losing my turn. Keep that in mind for all of the, the future contestants. Keep yes. that strategy in mind. I like that. Did Georgia Tech have a watch party? Did they do watch parties? Yes. So I did have one um, with my friends on campus. So it was pretty cool to like, you know, see their reactions. And I was just kind of like standing up the whole time, basically like them, because I also didn't know, like, you know, how my facial expressions look and things like that. So it was like still pretty much the same for me, even though I knew the outcome. You know? Oh, right, right. Because it was pre-recorded mm-hmm. in August. And then, you know, the episode aired much later. So you were able to be at the watch party. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and you yes. knew what was going to happen. Yes. <laughs> now, do you have to sign an agreement that you won't talk about it? Yes. So um, I did sign like documents, you know, and the biggest thing is not um, spoiling it. So I did make sure like you know, because my sister was also there. My sister was like 13 years old. So I'm like, do not say anything. And like my parents, too, just like, you know, keep it down on the low and things like that. So that was pretty cool to experience that with them. And then, um, yeah, we just had to make sure we didn't say anything. So everybody had like, you know, good genuine reactions and got to see for themselves. Yeah. I can imagine your sister running around Dublin, like try, and your mother. Yes. I was about to say, it would probably be my mom the most. (laughs) 
Well, what an exciting time. I mean, is there um, anything that you are thinking about in terms of your future? Will you go on more game shows, perhaps? I actually do, like, really love game shows, competition shows. Mm-hmm. So um, another one of my favorite shows is, um, like, a competition competition show mm-hmm. called The Amazing Race. Oh, yeah. Um, and they go, like, around the world and travel, and they do more, like, scavenger hunt type things. Mm-hmm. Um, I like things like that. That's, like, a really cool show to me. Um and then I don't know if I could do Jeopardy, but maybe if I practiced enough, like it, you know, got the got the methods down, maybe Jeopardy. But mm-hmm. that's that's a different level of like genius right there. So I might have to. <laughs> that's a whole nother level. Yeah, I might have to leave that one alone. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jeopardy follows for for most of us at least watching in Georgia. Jeopardy mm-hmm. follows Wheel of Fortune, yeah. and you're right. You're right. That's a whole nother level. Well, what an exciting time in your life. Yes, very, very rememberable moment. Thank you so much, Quincy Howard. You are a student at Georgia Tech, Mm -hmm. and you are from Dublin. Thank you so much for coming in. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, too. A lack of access to behavioral health care leads some Georgians to desperation, and many wind up in jail for nonviolent crimes. And that's where their symptoms can get worse. Unfortunately, court-ordered programs are sometimes the only way to get help. GPB's Ellen Eldridge reports. Nova Jaswan would like to stop using cocaine, and she'd like help with some of the other issues that feed into why she uses cocaine. I'm schizoaffective, I have PTSD, and I have mood disorder, NOS, and um, not not otherwise specified, and I have autism, nonverbal learning disorder. But she has no health insurance, income, or transportation, not even a state ID. The only place she's been able to get any psychiatric care is in jail or prison, She says she left her son with family because she didn't want him to find out his mother was an embarrassment. So I said, well, I'd rather be a jailbird than a street rat, and I'd rather be in prison than doing drugs on the street. Fulton County's jail is Georgia's largest de facto mental health facility, its accountability court says. One-third of the people locked up in Fulton County's jail are on psychotropic medication and 75% test positive for illegal drugs shortly after arrest. But the court system is often the best way to get a referral for behavioral health treatment. Jaswan struggled with the first court-ordered program, and when she left treatment early, she got locked up again. Yes, I did it on purpose, criminal damage to property. I didn't want to hurt anybody, so. And so what, what does that mean, what did you do? I broke windows as big as about a door at um, a company. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't hurt anyone, thank God. But She's done this same crime seven times, landing repeatedly in the Fulton County Jail. That's despite knowing just how bad the conditions in the jail were. Jaswin is one of the plaintiffs in a civil action lawsuit filed against the former sheriff and others involved with jail conditions. The Georgia Advocacy Office and the Southern Center for Human Rights partnered to bring the case. The suit alleged many women with mental illness had deteriorated psychologically while held in solitary confinement in the jail's South Annex. The case was settled earlier this year. Devin Orland is the legal director of the Georgia Advocacy Office. She says the settlement calls for better mental health treatment. Providing them with recreation time, providing them with therapeutic interventions, with clothing, the opportunity to bathe, um, non-spoiled food, some pretty basic stuff. But having a psychiatric disability is not a precursor to crime, Orland says. And the jail can't force folks to take pills if they refuse. 
Orland says what has been going on in the Fulton's jail is a microcosm of what is happening in society. And the solution is a better safety net for behavioral health issues. We could reduce the pressure and the strain on the jails by having a meaningful community-based mental health system. Cobb County's sheriff agrees and says many of the detainees would not be jailed if they had had access to quality mental health services. That's why last November they added a full-time psychiatrist and nurses trained in behavioral health to the detention center's staff. Cobb's jail is the first in the state to do so. Sheriff Craig Owens said in a statement last year that, quote, from intake to discharge, we are committed to getting our detainees the help they need so they never have to walk back through our doors again. But until Georgia has more support for those with the least access to care, jails will likely remain the largest mental health facility in the state. For GPB News, I'm Ellen Eldridge. Viral memes, funny cat videos, Gen Z dancers, auto-tune remixes. These are just some of the things that might come to mind when you think of TikTok. But the popular video app is also transporting viewers to Forsyth Park in Savannah, specifically to a new vendor of sorts at the farmer's market. GPB's Benjamin Payne explains. If you've ever been to Forsyth Park, chances are you've been to the fountain. It's a familiar sight and a familiar sound having drawn in visitors to the north side of Forsyth for a long time, more than 160 years. But over on the park's south side, there's a much newer sound in town, and you don't even have to be physically there to hear it. That's Clara Wadley, streaming live on TikTok. The 25-year-old singer-songwriter has taken to storm on the popular video platform. I would say I've had up to 5,000 people on a live stream before, and then, you know, as little as 100 sometimes, but it's, it's always great no matter what. Some of those viewers will open TikTok just to hear Wadley, but many others will discover her sort of by accident. In fact, that was the case with me. One Saturday morning, I was on TikTok getting my usual fix of cat videos, then all of a sudden, the app's algorithm recommended I take a break from the fur babies and instead watch Wadley. Just the support from everyone on TikTok has been so, so awesome and really encouraging for me. It's been a way for me to reach more people that also enjoy my music. It's also been a way to build up her confidence as a performer. I feel like it helps me sometimes with some performance things. I feel like, okay, there's there's more than just the people around me right now that are watching. So I want to make sure I look like I know what I'm doing. All the online exposure has led to some offline opportunities as well. Show-wise, you know, like people invite, I played like a few weddings because of TikTok. I've met the people who have helped me record my album that's coming up. TikTok's been a part of that. Um, so just really, it kind of broadens the opportunities I have. You can always find me the skies are blue. Most of Wadley's live streams take place at the Forsyth Park Farmer's Market. 
So at the same time she's live streaming to the masses online, she's also busking for whoever happens to walk by, or toddle by. The morning I went, a little boy had a lot of words for the lady with the guitar. Yeah, it's a microphone. <laughs> His mom tried to keep the train moving. Come on, we'll go get Kamari and then we'll come back and listen to her sing some more music. How about that? Okay? But the boy stayed put, and he put in a request to Wadley. Play a song about dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, I gotta learn a dinosaur song. <laughs> All right. Guess that will be on my list of... <laughs> In the meantime, he'll have to settle for a song Wadley wrote called Summer Forever. Put her sweet with some music, cause you knew that you'd forget. Now I bet you listen while you drive, probably wishes she was sitting right by your side. For GPB News, I'm Benjamin Payne at Forsyth Park in Savannah. Hands off the window and making them fly. Kind of like good weather. She'll leave your skin warm and freckled if you And that is it for today's edition of Georgia Today. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, first of all, welcome. Really appreciate you being here. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. That way, a new edition will appear automatically in your podcast feed every weekday afternoon. That way you'll always be caught up on the top stories from the GPB newsroom. By the way, if you want to read more about any of these stories, see some of the associated photos, you can always find the story at gpb.org news. Your feedback is appreciated as well. You can send it to us by email. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.